welcome to Two Boomer Women. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. I've been talking with Boomer women for almost a decade now. (laughs) Well, I guess I've been talking to Boomer women all my adult life. Uh, Reinventing myself several times along the way, though, but always focused on us, Boomer women. With this incarnation of Two Boomer Women, I'll be interviewing other women who have a message of interest for our demographic. If you want to hear about or learn about something specific, let me know and I'll find someone who understands us to talk about it. There's a contact page at twoboomerwomen.com. If you want to be a guest on Two Boomer Women, bring it on. There's an application form at the website, too. Finally, this show is all about conversation. We women know its value. We know how to do it and we must perpetuate the art form. So, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Two Boomer Women Podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. When I saw today's guest's profile, I read a sentence that said, helping women unlock the secrets to reclaiming their health, confidence, purpose, and power so they can rock their golden years rock their golden years. My company is called Boom with a Bang, so I get rocking the golden years. I actually have an expression that this grandma's off her rocker. As I read on, her profile said, I believe boomer women are favorably positioned to make the second half their best years, and my mission is to facilitate the process. I often refer to our demographic as midlife, explaining that no matter how old I get, I still consider myself midlife. That my guest today considers this time, you know, just maybe my second half, means maybe I'm going to live to like 130. (laughs) I like her already, and I've hardly even met her yet. (laughs) T. Kari Mitchell, welcome to the Two Boomer Women podcast. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Agnes. (laughs) And we just talked about it. And instead of calling you T. Carrie, I just called you T. Kari. I'm sorry. That is perfectly fine. I'm going to call you TK from here on in anyways. All right. Now, I understand your journey may have been prompted by some health challenges, both yours and your mom's. Um, Do you mind sharing with us how you reclaimed your power uh, Mm. so quickly and how that led to your work with, as you say, mature, seasoned women? Yes, absolutely. Be happy to share that. Yeah, so, you know, my story, uh, there are three life-changing events that led to where I am currently. One, like you mentioned, is being sole caregiver for my mother. The second, overcoming my own health issues naturopathically. And the third, wondering, what am I supposed to do? What, what, what the future held after my 32-year public teaching career? So I started searching for the answers to what's next, like many women are doing. And then I began thinking, is it possible for a middle-aged woman to become more prosperous in every area of her life? And if so, what would be the secrets to her success? You see, I knew for sure that I didn't want to retire the same way my colleagues um, had in the past and my relatives. You know, I didn't want to do that. I, I was certain that there was more important work for me to do to continue my life of service, but in a different way. So I I went back to school to get health certified and blended my love of teaching and wellness and started my holistic coaching and motivational speaking business at the age of 62. That was back then. (laughs) Just people wondering, "Hmm, 
wonder how she was now. <laughs> because I, I wanted to inspire mature and seasoned women to step into their power and achieve what was most important to them. And I, I, I used my experiences and my success to create a program, which hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about later, called Sprout Your New Life. It's a comprehensive and sustainable empowerment program specifically designed to prepare courageous women for a beautiful second half. So my mission is to show women how to release those limited mindsets. Like I'm too old to pursue my passions. You know, my best years have passed. We've heard this. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough and on and on and on. And then make positive mental shifts to reclaim their health, their confidence, their purpose, and their power so they can be amazing in their golden years. See, I know that if a woman wants to experience more joy and more prosperity in the second half of her life, she must tap into the secret tools that will lead to her success. I contacted you a couple of days ago and, and said that you and I are just so on the same page. And we kind of, are. Yeah, well, except for our style. You're way more styling than me. Oh, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, but we, and I mean the collective we, yes. women have been the, the, the person that other people needed us to be for like 25, 30, 40 years. Right. We've been wives and mothers and homemakers and employees mm-hmm. and them back to being a daughter and a friend. Yes. And that gives us a, like a lot of knowledge and experience, skills and talents to draw on. Yes. Now that we are at an age where we can become our real selves, our mm-hmm. best selves. Yes. H- how do you help women find their way back to that when they've lost touch with that person? Yes. Yes. Well, they need a foundation, first of all, uh, to bring themselves back to their center and uh, when I say tap into some secret tools, well, let me just kind of back up just a tiny bit. I just want to let the audience know that I have transformed myself many times over the last 15 years. And what I have learned is that in order to increase our chances of living a long, fulfilling life, seven key lifestyle elements must be practiced in order to grow and glow. And some of these might not sound you know, some of them might not sound all that unusual, but when you put them all together, they are very powerful. So I, I like to go over the seven, if, if I if I may. Okay, I have so, notes here, as everybody knows, I come to with notes and you're just moving right along. All right. Okay. <laughs> so I, the first one, and sometimes we forget this, but the first one is we need to nourish our bodies with fresh, wholesome, vitamin-rich Meals, making a conscious decision to avoid those highly processed foods that are laden with fat, salt, sugar, and preservatives. That's number one. Number two is establishing a regular fitness routine. Our bodies were meant to move and devising a plan to move more will help to keep it working properly. The third is getting proper sleep. We need to be well rested uh, to accomplish our daily tasks, right? Yeah. And the fourth is the importance of a comfortable and inspiring living space that's free of clutter and toxicity. We, we want to make our surroundings conducive to inner peace and creativity. The fifth is nurturing healthy and meaningful relationships, keeping in touch 
with those we care about. But not only that, building new friendships is very important. And the sixth is generously giving of ourselves through community service. And then the seventh, my most exciting one is pursuing our interest and our dreams. That's what keeps us relevant and passionate about life. Now, I believe that committing to these lifestyle components will promote health and wholeness and enable us to lead a full life. Now, these elements are intimately connected. For instance, if a woman wants to improve her overall health, well, you know, she's going to need to do more than just eat nutritious foods. The seven lifestyle components must be aligned in order to reap the benefits of optimal health. Now, there, there's a secret sauce, though, or I should say a magical element of intention, if you will. Um, so the seven lifestyle components that I mentioned, uh, none of those seven lifestyle components are sustainable without the spiritual component. And I believe that in order to experience whole health and to fulfill the desires of the heart, a lifeline must be circulating through our everyday experiences. And this lifeline is that internal system of fundamental universal truths. And it's the essence of my messaging. So everybody's probably wondering, well, wonder what the secret sauce is. What are they? Well, it's love and compassion. It's your thoughts and your words. It's accepting responsibility for honoring your commitment to the choices you make in life. It's trusting and believing and it's having courage and passion, getting excited over and over again about the rest of your life. It's about expectations and planning and being open to becoming vibrant during this stage of of our lives. So I show women how to access this internal support system, apply it to everyday living, and then fertilize their consciousness with the substance that will allow them to grow and flow. And it seems that based on my observations and conversations with women seeking optimal health, the missing link to sustainable success seems to be spirituality. So that mind, body, spirit connection has been the main ingredient in my formula for wellness and the critical component to living a strong, long, satisfying life. I'm going to go back to your seven original components, first of all, because I think nourishing our bodies Mm -hmm. is, you know, maybe you're just preaching to the choir, but, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's it's really more obvious than a lot of other components. Yes. Some sort of a fitness routine. And Mm -hmm. and I I like to use the word activity because Mm -hmm. I don't want people thinking they got to get out there and sweat and, you know, leap around and things like that. Rest and sleep. There's seems to be several different camps there you know there's mm. people that are almost proud of the fact i can get by on four hours sleep a mm. night you know um and could, could we talk about that piece for just a moment because sure. i really appreciate it when people say no <laughs> you know like four hours of sleep may be a badge of courage to you but you're not doing your body any favors exactly and you know the numbers that you read about are eight but some people require a little less a little more But under sleep, I really am talking about getting proper rest as well. And that includes not only sleep, but allowing your time to to actually come down from all those activities 
throughout the day that you're involved in and sit by yourself and relax and meditate, perhaps go out in nature and renew yourself. That's all part of that rest and sleep component. And I think many people forget that um, it's okay to do that, that we need that, that we need to turn within and and focus on our breath uh, periodically throughout the day. And it just gives us more energy and it centers us and it keeps us uh, more in tune to our to our heart, to ourselves. I'm going to keep on going in a second, but it mm-hmm. also occurs to me that, you know, for example, the last two years, mm-hmm. it's been COVID and, you know, yes. perhaps our social circles have really shrunk and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in terms of nourishing our bodies, what an opportunity to s- sit back and go, okay, what, mm-hmm. what can I do now that I, you know, can't go out partying, can't go out mm-hmm. to, to restaurants, what can I do there? Mm-hmm. The fitness and getting out into nature, as you say, they go hand in hand, or they can go hand in hand. Yes. And then taking the time to get your rest, as you say, get your sleep, mm-hmm. um, and get back into, I mean, part of that, I, if, if I'm hearing correctly, is getting mm-hmm. back in touch with yourself. Yes. And don't sort of shut down shop just because we have COVID, although we're all coming out of it now, thank goodness, finally. Yes. But it really occurred to me that so many people have said, oh, my life is over. I want to go back to normal. I've always used the term the current normal. Yes, a recurrent normal. Yeah, keep on yeah. keeping on. Uh-huh. Now, the next thing you, you talk about is a comfortable and inspiring living space. And yes. I think this one is really underrated and or maybe not mm-hmm. even I don't think it even gets onto the radar mm-hmm. for many people mm-hmm. yeah it, I think it's very important as a matter of fact um, I've written several blog posts on releasing the clutter from your life that not only means like the people that are not serving you well that's clutter as well <laughs> we talk about that and other things in your life that are not serving you however I think if we take a look inside our homes and see that there are mounds of uh, things that we really don't need, that we really could donate, uh, we can loosen up some space, um, we can even carve out a little part of our home for that place where we go to renew ourselves and to breathe and to meditate, listen to soft music, whatever the case may be. So yes, a lot of people have so much clutter, they don't know how to get started. And I just say, start with one room. And, um, and after you're done with that room, then, you know, don't really make yourself try to complete the task within one week. Give yourself a couple of months, because if you've got a lot of stuff stored up and boxes from 25, 30 years ago, it's going to take some time. But um, after you have done that, I think people will feel refreshed. It's almost like opening the window and letting fresh air in because without that clutter, it sort of frees up your mind to really focus on what's next. With all that clutter there, it's hard to do that. So I think, yeah, the, um, your personal space um, inside your home is very important. And, and along with that, um, also, Agnes, is when I talk about space um, in my programming and, and on my YouTube videos, I'm also talking about making sure that we're using non-toxic products. That also goes with the space. And to think about using more natural products. I mean, 
we're bombarded with toxicity once we walk out the door anyway, but we don't want that in our homes. So there's a way to to clean that as well, uh, to get rid of all of that. That's all part of that purging process. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot involved there rather than just moving one chair to the other side of the room. <laughs> and, and I can speak to that too. Um, a number of years ago, I was fundraising chair for the Special Olympics in the smaller town that I lived in. And we had a really big fundraiser that I had to collect donations for, and it was going to be a a silent auction. Uh And as we got closer and closer to the date, I found myself just a hard time focusing and things like that. And I realized that I had piles of stuff and things around my office. They were all the donations. Yeah. And I realized it was so cluttered in there. Mm-hmm. that I could no longer like my, my brain couldn't breathe or something like mm. that. It was the strangest thing. And uh-huh. as soon as, you know, the day of, and I moved all of that stuff over to the site for the silent auction, it was mm-hmm. like, Oh, my shoulders came down and everything oh, yeah. else. So yeah. yeah, it's a refreshing feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Really yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot that goes into transforming holistically your entire life. Rather than, like I say, I'm going to eat nutritious foods. There's more to it than that. The odd, like you say, the obvious one is I've got to eat better. Well, sure you do, but there are other things that are as important as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think once again, I, I don't want to make this about me, but I, I rent a house with my daughter and her mm-hmm. family. They live upstairs. I have a suite. And mm-hmm. last year we had like all these dreadful plumbing issues, and both places were pulled apart for like literally seven months. And we really decided we needed to move, but we were unable to find a place in this local area. And we wanted Mm -hmm. to stay here because of the grandchildren and school and things. Mm -hmm. So now that we've realized that we are going to be here for a while, Mm -hmm. we just actually this week have had the conversation of spring is coming. Let's clean up everything. Let's make it home. Let's just make it our, Mm -hmm. let's claim this place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so it's interesting how, and, and perhaps for some, some of our listeners, the thought there is too you have to make that decision yes yes you have to make the decision and you have to be committed yeah and and I think some people might be afraid of that I I just want to say that you know this this really is today this really is the perfect time to reinvent yourself I mean I I would venture to say that many of our listeners have more choices now than they had 20, 30 years ago. Uh, like, like you had mentioned earlier, they, the kids are now doing their own thing. They're gone. Yeah. And you may be re- retired or approach your retirement or looking to align your life with your passions. You may have a spouse. You may not. Um, you, you may be living along wondering how to prepare for your next chapter. And, and because your experiences and life and, and life challenges Um, because of all that you've been through, you know a lot of things and have gained a unique perspective about life that someone much younger may not have. And so these experiences are now your assets and part of your skill set. And I feel, for me personally, I I feel it's a sense of duty and responsibility on my part (laughs) to help raise the standard for aging. So the global perspective is positive, not negative. I, and I believe yeah, my programming inspires women over, over 50 to step into their power and embrace their divine feminine, shine their light, make a profound contribution to society and show the world 
you know, how to be all they were meant to be. And like you were mentioning before the pandemic, that's really key because we've had two years of that and it's not quite over, but we can kind of see, (laughs) we can see past but the clouds there. The pandemic has forced a lot of people to pivot. Some haven't taken advantage of that time. Some have, but I like to challenge everyone to consider whatever their pivot has been or whatever you want it to be now as something not that's required that someone else has forced on you, but that your pivot is something that you've chosen because you want to invent something fresh and new rather than something that was, like I say, forced on you. So it's your choice now. A lot of choice. We have a lot of choices. People probably don't realize that there's so many choices available to us in our reinvention. Well, and I think just by talking to our moms, surely that mm. becomes apparent, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of women of that older demographic, they're going yes. like, whoa, you know. Mm-hmm. I listened to you on one of your talks, and you talked about the fact that when you first retired from your teaching career, you were sort of looking at some semblance of like pursuing that the same, only different. And yeah. you really stepped back from that. Yeah. Could you talk to that for just a moment, please? Yeah, I, I, would, I would love to. See, you know, I think it has to do with what I said earlier about those limiting beliefs and reclaiming your confidence and your purpose and your power. We don't think a whole lot about that. I've had a lot of time to think about it myself. And see, what it is, is that it, it's it's hard. It's easier said than done, but I think that if we would just get out of our way, and and what I mean by that is it's important to have goals and intentions, but because we don't know everything, we've got to be open to this higher plan. Just be open to that. And, And getting out of my way meant being flexible and patient and resilient and open to new possibilities that cross my path and that would lead me to more magnificent opportunities. And we can, we can practice being receptive. Like I said earlier, by, by spending sacred time and, and reflecting and spending time in nature, but getting out of your way also means releasing our views of perfectionist. Cause I'm, I'm a recovering perfectionism queen, <laughs> you know, and stop, People probably heard this term, stop shooting all over yourself, right? (laughs) Being able to uh, be open to a journey of learning and growing. So, yeah, you know, after I always use the word graduating instead of retiring. But after graduating from my teaching career, it's just a fun term to use. I thought my second half was to be about doing the same kind of thing. After all, I'm a teacher. I mean, I, I feel like I was born teacher teaching ever since I was six, seven years old in the neighborhood. So initially, I considered a path that was safe and comfortable. We always go that route, don't we? It's safe and comfortable. I feel good about this because I know what I'm doing. What I had already known, for example, I, I started tutoring at the adult ed center in my local community college. And it was a great way uh, to give back, but it was not right for me. And I didn't realize that until later. Then one of my colleagues and I, we were exploring this wonderful idea of starting our own reading clinic. And that idea fizzled. I wonder why is what I just got finished doing in retirement. 
And I even considered something that seemed maybe a little bit more elevated. And that was going back to school to earn my PhD in curriculum and instruction so I could develop programs for student teacher. Ah, that didn't work. And so I, I encountered, I was paying attention. You have to be paying attention. I encountered major resistance with all of this. Looking back, it tickles me because I realize now that I was being divinely guided. Those initial ideals were too much of the same thing. And so in my second half, I was supposed to use my strengths and my talents in a different way. Teaching, yes, but in a different way. So this, what I'm doing now uh, in supporting women over 50, women over 60, I'm still teaching, but it's so new and fresh and it involves uh, a larger community, a global community, which is very inspiring, helping people to manage and change and embrace transformation. Um, so long story short, I, I went through a process of exploring and meditating on the meaning of the signs that the universe was placing on my path. And what I wound up doing is combining my love of teaching, my long-term passion for health and wellness, and my experience in developing curriculum as a teacher, while at the same time strengthening a deeper relationship with spirit. And I, what, I, what I did was is what I'm manifesting now. Um, everything is, what I'm doing now is manifestation of all of that. So it's been quite a journey. I would encourage people to take their time um, because it doesn't necessarily happen overnight for everyone. It might for some people, but enjoy the journey. I know I get wrapped up in, oh, it's supposed to happen now. Um, I should have been where I want to be by now. It's only been a month. <laughs> Instead of enjoying the journey, it may take a couple of years, but to get in it now, I think is the critical thing that I want to encourage people to get started now. And you'll be surprised how much you'll enjoy it, you know, the growth and and the people you'll meet along your path. And I think it'll be very exciting. This is an exciting time in our lives. Yeah. Your your next component is friendships. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes our, our friends are, can really mirror ourselves better than our mirror. Oh, yeah. You know, well, I remember when you used to be excited about this, or I remember when you used to do that, you were so good at it. Mm-hmm. And and for those women out there who say like, you know, like with COVID or I, I moved and I've lost touch or since I quit work, I've lost touch with friends. Mm-hmm. Once again, that whole process of finding a way, even if it's just sitting on a park bench and talking to people that come by. Yeah. As you get to know someone, there is a lot of that back and forth of, oh, I did this, and I remember when, and this and that. And -hmm. sometimes if you listen to your own words, you can, again, something will twig to say, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, that, I'm going to look into that. Yes. Yeah, giving yourself time to reflect on it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and along that same line, too, Agnes, is, you know, I've, I've met women who say, well, I don't really know how to get started how can I tap into my natural strengths and talents? Well, they're already there. You already know, you know, listen to what people have been telling you about what you did really well, like you were saying, and listen to things perhaps that you haven't tapped into. Like when you were a teenager, remember you had that passion about this, that, and the other, and you've forgotten about that. You've raised your children and you feel that maybe it's you're too old for that. No, go back to that and pull that forward. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into that thought process. 
it's very exciting. I, I always suggest too, that if people really don't know and they feel that they are adventurous at heart to go ahead and, and take some classes. I'm, I'm a proponent of continuous learning, take some classes and um, take the fun classes and you're going to meet some interesting people there. You're going to find out a lot about yourself because either you'll say, well, you know, that that was a wonderful class, but yeah, I'm not quite into that. And then another class might say, wow, I, I really like that. That kind of matches me up with what I've been wanting to do all along. And now I've got um, these ideas about how I can nurture that and all these wonderful folks that I can uh, build a community with. So, yeah, I, I really think that lifelong learning is a great place to start if you're wondering how to start. I listen to a lot of talk radio and mm-hmm. um, on a Saturday morning, they've had a series where the, the listeners get to write in on a particular subject, a story about their life. Yes. But they've interviewed a potter first and the show has bought a mug because it's an early morning show. So you have your coffee mug or your tea mug. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they buy the mugs from the potter and they uh, interview the, the potter. Yeah. And it's amazing how many of these people, and primarily I think the women, it was that later in life thing that they said, you know, I've always wondered, I've always wondered about pottery. Mm-hmm. And boom, five years later, they're majorly successful and wow. creative. And, yes. and it was, it's... It's a common enough thread that I've noticed it. Yes. Yeah. And that is a beautiful story. I, and I, I have one to share too, is a personal story of after I, like I said, graduated from my public school teaching career, <laughs> there were a lot of things I wanted to do. And I had lost my mom at that particular time. And it was a challenging time, but also a refreshing time to get going with what I was supposed to do the second half of my life. But I, I took this children's book writing course downtown Chicago and it was a small group of of women it was open to men and women but uh, just the women signed up there were six seven of us and it was the most fascinating group and it's in that group with that fascinating instructor who was a book author it was in that group that I created a play for for young folks to help to help them get on the right path for living a a healthy lifestyle. And so it was a play. Uh, The play is called Junk Food Junkie No More. And they were there to encourage me. And we encouraged each other. People had manuscripts on novels and, and, and children's. It was a children's book writing class. And so they brought all their manuscripts, but the focus was on kids. And I remember one lady taking taking notes for us. And after the class was over, we met individually. And do you know that I'm still in touch with a few of those people? They've become a a wonderful part of my team. And um, so, yeah, I think it's it's great to because you never really know what's going to happen in those classes. But that was kind of like a springboard for writing for me, creative writing, because in the classroom and in the school districts, it was all about academic writing and uh, preparing the curriculum for the subject that you were teaching. But this was a creative force behind this. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's powerful. Well, and more and more research is showing that we are coming into our creative best at this time of life. Mm-hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, you sort of think, oh, I'm, I'm too old to do this or, you know, I can't do that. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. just even in the privacy of your own home, give it a try. You give know, it a try. And, yeah. 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 And, and I think, and I think my program will help with that because we establish a very positive mindset in the program and help people to affirm what it is that they want and to practice these spiritual principles and apply them to every parts of every part of their lives. Yeah. It's all about mindset, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Community service is is next on your list. Uh, Just so important to to feel part of a larger community. And and if someone's a bit more of an introvert, it doesn't need to be a whole bunch of social stuff. Yes. There's lots to do out there that... There's lots. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to do out there. And I just say, get involved in what you're interested in. But at the same time, on a on a more conscientious level, I like to ask my clients to try to align their service interests with their passions and their purpose. They may not be quite there with their passion and purpose yet. So that's why it's good to get out there and figure things out. But ultimately, to align both of those, that's powerful. That what you're doing in the community with service is part of your passion and your purpose. And it's a beautiful way to flow in life, I believe. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's a good example, too, for the generations coming up, you know, your children, your grandchildren, mm-hmm. to see that you don't get paid for everything in life. Sometimes you do right. it because that's part. It's just like what you, you wash the dishes because that's part of being a family. Right. There's other things you do because that's part of being in a community. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then I guess you, you've pretty well tied it in with pursuing interests and dreams. And now you, you've been avoiding the word retirement. And it reminded me that a friend of mine, there's a bunch of us who either ride or used to ride motorcycles. And oh, he really? said, just How like awesome. every time, <laughs> just like every time you change the tires on the bike, like whether you were going to be off-roading or highway riding or like all those different things Mm -hmm. you you retire for different things you know and uh and the other thing I heard long (laughs) (laughs) and the other thing I retire you don't retire from something you retire to something and I love that as well yeah 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 uh and and that kind of reminds me even you know what people ask about my business name lifestyle 120 yeah and so it's it's, it's a fun name that just sort of came to me quickly right before I went down to, to register my, my business. I was trying to think of something, what would be, a, and it had so many different names, but they, they weren't sticking. They weren't working for me until I just had this epiphany that morning before I was going down to get my business name. And the Lifestyle 120, it, it's an inspirational name because today it's not unusual for people to live to 100, but... Of course, we want to be healthy when we get there, right? And so I believe that if we create the lifestyle that we've been talking about that brings balance to body, mind, and spirit, then we can extend that trajectory out beyond the 100-year market of possibly 120. So that's where that came from. And so just, just to piggyback on what you were saying, so Lifestyle 120 just describes this journey that defies age and limitations and embraces whole health 
passion, empowerment, and possibility. That yes, this is the time now. We're we're only in the second half. Yeah, we, you know, if if you've you've lived from one to six, then you got a whole another sixty years to go. So what are you going to do with that? So it, it's the kind of life that's available to every woman who chooses to claim it. Got to choose it. You have to want to do this. Choice is important. And I think it goes back to how we started when you were saying. Be, be careful about the words, like mm-hmm. whether you're too old for something or, you yes. know, like, I, oh, I could never figure that out and, and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Just this morning, I read an article that even on the physical side, like if you twist the knee doing exercises or, you know, you walk too far, something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you go, well, you know, I guess that part of my life is over. Uh-huh. No, it uh-huh. isn't. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have therapies now. And even if it is, what else can you do to, you know, to rechannel that energy like right. you don't sit right. on that rocker because grandma's off her rocker <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. yeah yeah oh gosh it's 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 interesting I don't know and I, I think about people too and making these goals you know these annual goals that they make every year January and then I don't know I, I think that if, if our listeners are thinking now about, oh, the goals, what, what goals should I have or goals I had at the beginning of the year, how do I approach this? I don't, I, it, to me, it seems that people are not always successful with their goals. And I think when they establish goals to improve certain aspects of their lives, they, they often approach that goal separately in isolation. Like, I'm going to lose 30 pounds and that's it. Why do you want to lose 30 pounds? Because I want to get into this dress I bought for my daughter's wedding. Well, you know, that, that, but you know, okay. But then what, what happens after the wedding? So it's got to be a goal that's sustainable. So I think many are looking for uh, immediate results without a conscientious plan, uh, which really could seem to be this temporary solution to a much bigger problem or much bigger concern. So for example, here we are standing in the month of March, right? And for our listeners, how are those New Year's resolutions going? <laughs> it is personally three years, three months into the year. Why is it that after a few weeks, many people find themselves making excuses about honoring their commitment, commitment and, and re- resort to self-sabotaging behavior? Why does that happen? Why don't their efforts have long-term effects? And I think perhaps it's because there's no conscientious spiritual foundation to support their growth. And I, I just need to say that our physical world, where we are, what we're looking at reflects our consciousness. So one has to change your inner programming. That's the, the thoughts coming up again. Change your inner programming uh, by reframing your thoughts and words in order to experience desired results. So instead of saying, oh, I want to lose the 30 pounds. Well, perhaps we could restructure that to say, and not focus on weight, but I would really like to get healthier so that I can accomplish all these wonderful goals that I have in my life. Now that could be a little bit more sustainable. Because now you have something that you can work with. And as you get involved in that, of course, you're going to drop a few pounds. You know, with that attitude, it's not 
this one-time thing like fit into this one dress and then that's it. What I'm hearing too is it's the difference between, you know, you want to do it for something external. Yes. Opposed, you know, whether it's the man or the dress or mm-hmm. the event, whatever. Yeah. As opposed to, as you say, you know, mm-hmm. I want to have more energy. I, you know, yes. I, I remember being able to, you know, walk three mm-hmm. miles without sort of bending right. over, breathing heavy and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, and, and I love that feeling that I got after a hike when uh-huh. I felt so energized. Yes. And I want to get that back for me as yeah. opposed to. Yes, the external, like you said, absolutely. That's it. That's that's the key. That's the key. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got a feeling you and I could talk for a while here. Oh, we could. Um, <laughs> is is there anything that I haven't asked you that we haven't talked about that that you think mid age women should think about? Well, you know what? Um, I, I would like to, for those who are interested, would like to highlight. Um, this magnificent program that I have. Yeah, and it, actually, that's that, <laughs> that's something you, you want to talk about, or I mean, it's just it's, it's next on the list. Okay, but I mean, if you've so got great. other other things, I I'm not sure. I mean, I if you think that the audience would benefit from a few other questions, I'd be happy to answer anything related to lifestyle, health, and wellness. Any of that would be. Uh, would be exciting for me because I, I just love what I'm doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just before we do go on to your course, I'll throw yeah. some wor- some of your words back at you if that's okay. Yeah. Um, and it's not from I've I've been lurking. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, wonderful! I know you have. <laughs> One thing that you said on on something that I was listening to, you said accepting responsibility and honoring and committing to the choices. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really powerful. Yeah. That responsibility yeah. and for the choices, I guess, but and it honoring. is. Yes. And you know, that's all part of those spiritual components that I mentioned. Yes. If, if we're going to be doing anything in life, we, we have to commit to it in order for it, in order for it to work. And I, I just want to make sure people too are, are aware of what I mean by spirituality. And maybe this is a good time to, to highlight that because I, I did, you know, speak to it a little bit about what we were doing and, and our commitment and, um, you know, the love and compassion that we express to ourselves and to others. That's all part of spirituality. Those, in fact, it's called spiritual life principles and it's love, integrity, faith, and enthusiasm. Those are the components um, of my, my spiritual uh, practices. But um, I, I would assume that people know, but if you think it's important for us to highlight that, I'd certainly be, be happy to share what it is that I mean by that, um, just to be clear with people. If not, sure. if you think. Oh, yeah, no, no, that sounds great. Um, yeah. And once, just as you were saying that, even once mm-hmm. again, it's it's not about the religious icon or the prayer book or something. Right. It's right. about those qualities those intangibles mm-hmm. that make us better people exactly that's it in a nutshell and so i mean you you summed it up right there it's perfect <laughs> okay, so, I, i'm gonna start this company called lifestyle 120 <laughs> yeah that, that's just perfect yeah but i you know just for those that are still a little fuzzy yeah, just no, like, please do yeah. yeah to 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 be clear for me when i refer to spirituality i'm not talking about 
like you said, a particular religion, because to me, spirituality transcends religion. So it really doesn't matter what religion you are or or what term you choose to describe supreme power. Spirituality is your inner peace and knowing. It's your truth. And I'm talking about a guiding force, acknowledging, having access to, and trusting a higher power that connects you to your higher self and to the to the world. I believe that spirituality is life affirming wisdom. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very personal. The definition is very personal. I'm sure that everyone can describe what it means to them based on their experiences and faith tradition, but that's specifically what I mean by spirituality. Yeah. Yeah, And so important Mm -hmm. just, you know, what's inside um, Mm -hmm. and and heart, the heartfelt, the heartfelt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of heartfelt, I guess <laughs> mm-hmm. something else you said that I I loved, yeah. primarily because you repeated one word is getting excited again and again <laughs> about the rest of your life. And I, yes. just, you know, because yeah, we get all excited, and if it doesn't work out, well, I guess yeah, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. no, you know, as you said, you pivoted earlier, and, yes. and sometimes you have to pivot to get excited again oh my gosh absolutely it's all part of the journey um and that's one of the spiritual principles is enthusiasm to stay curious and excited about what's next because people think that oh i tried that and it didn't work no you tried it but it helped you refine what it is you really want you've got to try these things um when when i was a student uh, one of the counselors said well you know what you may not know exactly where you're going right now, but just go ahead and start because by starting, it becomes evident. I mean, you're going to try this, you're going to try that, but you have to get going because you'll never know. Oh, you've got two things in mind. Okay, we'll take this path. And then if that's not the right one, then you know, this is the one perhaps, or that might be the right one that you're on now. So you just have to take that first step. Yeah, the first. Step. Well, and I, I think finding out what doesn't work is as valuable also. Yes, it's very valuable. Yes. Yeah. I often I, use that term when young people complain about a job, yes. like a really menial, dreadful mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. And I say like, okay, there you go. What, what else do you need to learn so that you don't have to do that for the rest uh-huh. of your life? Yeah. And it's uh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So let's sprout our new life. Oh, let's do this. <laughs> So, yeah, thanks for offering me the opportunity to just kind of briefly go over this. So, the Sprout Your New Life it is an online, spiritually-based empowerment program for mature and discerning women who are ready, have to be ready, to release negative belief patterns and make the second half of their lives their best years. So, it's a comprehensive curriculum uh, based on a system of fundamental universal truths that I've just tapped into during this program that can be applied to everyday living to promote growth, transformation, success. Now, covering all aspects of a woman's life, including lifestyle, relationships, purpose, and everything we mentioned earlier and more, our program is designed to uncover those roadblocks that may be keeping a woman from moving forward. And so the program is comprehensive. Uh, it consists of 24 inspiring videotape modules. Everything's videotaped and there's a gorgeous workbook. There are workbook exercises that, that help women 
reclaim their health and their confidence and their power so they can live the life of their dreams. There's a Facebook group to support women on their journey and bi-weekly emails delivered to their inbox. So I encourage our listeners to visit lifestyle120.com to learn more because it's all there on the website and, and join other women who are ready to excel in their golden years and live a life they've always wanted. No, no, for our listeners who can't see you on Zoom here, when she said Excel, her face yeah. lit up, her fingers went all wiggly. <laughs> <It's Excel. laughs> so that's the energy that Tuesday seems to bring to life. That's great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I noticed two other courses or programs or something on your website. Well, you know, I do offer um, one-on-one coaching and um, I also offer group coaching. And I also provide talks, workshops, uh, seminars for your particular organizations. Be happy to do that. What is Ageless Grace? Ageless Grace is a fitness program um, that may be actually offered in our listeners' communities. It's a beautiful program that's based on the science of neuroplasticity that states, you know, that we can change our we can change our brain uh, through form and function, right? Uh, we can change by by doing physical fitness and by cognitive activities. We can actually change our brains, and this is a beautiful fitness class because all of the exercises are done in a chair. And if you don't think you can get a good workout in a chair, try Ageless Grace. I mean, at the end, people are like, oh, my gosh, that was, I am sweating. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. So, yeah, it's it's a program that's offered in the community, fitness program. And usually the classes are about an hour. And they're loads of fun because all of the exercises, uh, the 21 tools, all the exercises are paired to music, which makes it so much more exciting. The universe always <laughs> works uh-huh. <laughs> um, because you start talking about neuroplasticity yes. and the article I read just a couple of hours ago, that oh. was specifically what it was addressing was the neuroplasticity. How about that? But when you talked about ageless grace, one of the things I do is I lead a senior's exercise class. Oh. Now, these women, we've been, well, I first started doing it 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And some of the same women are still in the class. So if they were seniors 30 years ago, they are in their 90s now. Wow, look at that. Wow. And we just recently, well, no, I shouldn't say recently. Because of COVID, we lost our location and our sponsor. Mm-hmm. So we've just last week, no, we just had two classes, two weeks we've been back. Mm-hmm. And I instead, because we didn't have the sponsor anymore, I took the name away. But mm-hmm. on the medical forms, I just put exercise divas. Okay. But maybe I'm going to change it to some form of ageless grace. It's probably been trademarked, but I thought like ageless. It is yes. trademarked. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. No, yeah, so it that's, is great. Yeah. yeah. And, and we sit in the chairs. We sit in the chairs. We've been in the chairs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would be interesting to see, you know, how similar that is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what you've been doing, if you do, like say 30 years, people have been in your class. So what you have helped them to do is change their brains, you know, the form and function of the brain. And I'm sure that they're lively. They enjoy coming to class. It's so important that fitness component some way. And when we talk about fitness, we're not talking about like, of course, I, I guess I, I say that I had to start enjoying how to 
how to love lifting weights because I know it helps with my bone density and I need to pay attention to that. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, getting involved in sustainable fitness programs, something every day of the week that you really, really like. Uh, Walking is one. But to me, in order for it to be long lasting, it needs to be fun. And so if you like yoga, do yoga. You like Pilates, Pilates. If you like walking, walk. Something. If If you like playing sports, you know, the gyms are opening back up and their teams forming and so many different things to do that are enjoyable. And you don't even know that you're working out really because you're having so much fun. Well, and I, I, I have to tell you, I appreciate that you've given me a bit of credit for their neuroplasticity or whatever yeah. it might be. Because mm-hmm. for 30 years, I've been calling these women my role models mm. because they're fun and they're vibrant and they get together. They show up for class at Halloween all dressed up. Yeah. Easter's coming. There's going to be a few Easter bunnies coming into class. <laughs> like they are just so alive right into their 90s that as I say, I call them my role models. Oh my goodness. Mm. That's cute. That's real cute. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they, I'm sure they love you. (laughs) Your your energy is contagious. I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny after two, two years off, um, I have all sorts of music that we moved to Uh and I was going through my music and the very first song it, that I played on the first class back was, I don't know why I love you, but I do. Oh, <laughs> So we weren't in tears, but we were all yeah, just swaying to the music. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> okay, where do people find you online? Enough about me. Where oh, gosh. You? Okay, well, I, I want mature and seasoned women to know that they can overcome current challenges, reinvent themselves, and evolve into the most amazing dyna- dynamic individuals they were meant to be and have fun doing it. I like to say to our listeners that if my message resonated with you today, I invite you to visit my website. Again, it's lifestyle120.com and sign up for my, my complimentary weekly newsletter to get inspiration, wellness tips, recipes, and more. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And one last push here is that you A transformational journey requires guidance and support. If you're ready to plant the seed for your future, check out Sprout Your New Life, our life-affirming program that can help nourish, transform, and position you to flourish in your second. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to get the YouTube, or I'll go looking for the YouTube link, but the links will be in the the show notes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) If you have comments on today's show, you can leave them where you're listening, or we can be found at Apple or Google or iHeartRadio, Stitcher, most places a person would listen to podcasts. And of course, there's always the website, twoboomerwomen.com forward slash join dash the dash conversation. Leave stars and reviews, they help us grow. Hit the subscribe or follow button before you go, and then you'll be notified about future interviews with more of my great guests. And share this episode with two friends who want or need to chart a new course in the second half of their life. If you want to be a guest on the podcast or know someone who would, there's an application form at the website too. TK Mitchell, thank you so much for being my guest today. Well, thank you so much for inviting me, Agnes. I really enjoyed myself.
and perfect timing in terms of the New Year's resolutions are way behind us and right. we're moving on to the rest of our life. Yeah. That's great. Have a great rest of week. Thank you. You too.